All right, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Bros on Beers podcast. I am Flex Ruffus, and we've got another packed house tonight, another four bros show. We've got, of course, as always, Pearl. Cheers, Flex. Hello, Pearl. And we have the professor. Hello, professor. How are you tonight? Hello, everyone. I'm doing good. Excellent. And we have Bestardo back for another episode. Hello, Bestardo. Hola. Bestardo, I wish you had two names because I, I would like to put the middle name in there. Bestardo. I didn't bring up Hitler. <laughs> Bestardo. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler free, two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this one yeah, will behave. We, we, we never know what these turn into at the end. Last 10 minutes are uh, open game. I think to finish that statement, Professor, it's we'll stay on the rails. On the rails. <laughs> well, I think that's trademarked by Al Roker. I don't think you're allowed to use that. <laughs> he has his own podcast that's called Off the Rails. I thought it was, uh, here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. <laughs> How are we doing, guys? Pretty good. It's Wednesday, my dudes. Hump day. It is. Yeah, I, I kind of miss uh, your brother's, probably your brother's little, uh, um, what was it? What's that site oh, that he always uh, liked to go to? Chivism? The Chive. Chive. The Chive, yeah. I kind of miss yeah. him like posting his... You know what what the day is. <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, we we made that into our first episode, the five and five, and then we uh, nixed that. <laughs> yeah, that was when you're talking about visual memes. It's a little hard to translate into the podcast. <laughs> so there's this dog, right? <laughs> I think you have like the, uh, the the McDonald's arches, and uh, I don't know. Well, it was a girl who uh, the entire room's on fire, and he says it's fine. Isn't that funny? <laughs> he had to be there. <laughs> so uh, I would like to talk tonight about Einstock. Have you guys? I'm sure you've probably seen this before. No, Einstock, is that Einstock or is that Einstock? What are those two little dots above it mean? Uh, that's a that's a great question, and you know what? I'm going to answer that question right now because I have the translation for what I would pronounce as Einstock Olgerd. That's how I would pronounce this. I'm going to go Einstock just because I've had okay. it before. And well, I think here, the it is. here it is. Einstock Olger. Oh, no, I was wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it one more time. Instuk Olger. So that's the name of the brewery. Is, this is that German or Dutch? German beer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's from Iceland. So um, oh. it actually translates to unique brewing. That's, uh, that's it name. translates to he is not my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, explain that reference. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You never watch anything. <laughs> that was from yeah. the Will Ferrell movie when they were uh, they were the singers in Iceland, and they went to when they went to the European competition, European Song Vision or whatever it's called. Eurovision, right? Yeah, Eurovision, that, yeah. Uh, 
that uh that, that's pretty recent wasn't it yeah but the joke for iceland is because it's such a small island and everyone's lived there for hundreds of years they're all cousins they have to all this so like every time if they would talk to him like i'm not his cousin i'm not his cousin <laughs> thank you americans you're awful people <laughs> no but seriously don't come to iceland we don't want you you might be killed by elves that's pretty funny so um yeah let me uh this is so what i have tonight is the um the icelandic white owl and they um pride themselves on their glacial waters and their pure ingredients let me pop this open and uh, give it a try here. Pretty good. I I um I really love white owls in the springtime. I think it's a, a great uh, it's a great beer for the spring. Can you taste the fjords of Iceland? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to conquer like a Viking. I think that's their trademark. It's like. Uh, Drink, conquer, repeat. <laughs> you really went local with this week's choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm on location, actually, at the Einstock Brewery here. They say they're located just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle uh, in the fishing port of Akuri. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling a pearlism here. Akuri. Akuri, Iceland. Um, Sorry, Einstock, uh, I just butchered that. Um, but they, they uh, so one of the things that, that's interesting, and this, this, uh, this beer is considered a kind of like a, um, like a wheat beer, I guess. Uh, so it has wheat malt, Pilsner malt, oats, Bavarian noble hops, coriander, and orange peel. It's 5.2% ABV. Let me ask you something, Flex. Do you typically change your the beers you drink with the season mm. oh yeah i do definitely um uh, and this is this is what I, I actually have i have another beer um allagash white on tap here i'm making my kegerator that's that's a big one for me for the spring but i i really like this beer i've had this before um and uh, the allagash white is what i think of when you say like a wit beer is that is that does the the oak oak Oakstein, Oakstein, <laughs> the Oaks, Oaks, Oakstein, Oakstein. <laughs> you, you, you can edit out me butchering their name. We've just lost the sponsor. <laughs> oh no, that's Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, they. So is, they, they, is, they is that the closest reference? Is is it like a, an Algach? Yes. Yeah, it, it's they considered a, a Belgian wit beer. Yes, yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. Um, spice common... with a. A common ingredient in a lot of those that I don't care for, I believe it's coriander. Yeah, coriander. that's here. A lot Spice of those with the make... traditional orange peel and coriander. It's the coriander that kind of keeps me away from that style. Interesting. That's like an orange seasoning as well. So it's orange peel. It's like and a bitter, orange. bitter orange. Yeah. yeah. It is a good springtime beer. That's when I, yeah, I like wit beers in the spring. So they they um they seem to they don't have a lot of beers like some of these especially the local breweries or the craft breweries it's like every every week they have a different selection of beers that they're putting out there and the, these guys um they say that they they really uh they, so they don't have they don't have a, like a rotating through constantly um but they they have a good staple of of some really good beers and they, actually they have a 
a wee heavy also um that i that i had recently that was pretty good um this one has has won a few awards uh double gold at the new york international beer competition in 2018 most recently um they seem to be pretty pretty uh well distributed so they seem to be like they have their beers all over the place which is uh pretty impressive um i guess they have some you know uh, i think they have some maybe breweries or distribution points out of uh texas it seems like uh so it's it's um definitely one i would recommend i i i've had their white ale before and, and I, it's typically what i go to um when I drink their beers. Pearl, I think you've had this as well, right? I know yeah, I... I definitely had the Einstoke, and I do not remember which one. It had like, um, it was like a light blue. I don't think it's the one I see there. Light blue, <clears throat> excuse me, light blue label. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have enjoyed their, their beer. Um, I saw, I looked up, there was an episode of Black Mirror filmed in Iceland. I know you were talking about Iceland. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. And there was, I guess, I know you guys are the Game of Thrones experts. All, crocodile. Like a, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Crocodile. Yeah. But Game of Thrones had a lot of stuff filmed in Iceland, obviously. And did you guys see The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? That was a really good movie. Oh, no. That's with, uh, what's his name? Um, ben ben, ben, ben uh, Stiller. Yeah. yeah. So who has not seen that? Out of you guys? I, I haven't seen it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, really good movie because I'd say I'm not a world traveler, but I would love to go to Iceland one time. It's just beautiful scenery there. And that movie really, you know, a lot of the movie is about the scenery and things like that. And it's, a, you know, an interesting story, you know, some fun parts. Well, I have an interesting story uh, about this beer. You guys probably <laughs> caught my several texts recently about high school kids stealing my beer. <laughs> um, this was the beer they stole. So I went to a, a a little gathering for a 50th, I wouldn't call it a birthday party, but it was just kind of like, you know, a few couples getting together um, at somebody's house. And that, at that house, they had kids and some of those kids were in high school. Um, and they had one of their neighbors over and, you know, I, I brought this, this Einstock beer. The only other beer they had was um, Blue Moon, which... Nothing against yeah. Blue Moon, but it's, you know, it's not, uh, from my perspective, at the same level as something like this. Um, so I brought this beer over and I, you know, put it in the, like, a cooler. They had an open ice chest cooler there and I put the beer in there. And uh, I took one of the, actually, I had the Wee Heavies also in there. And I, I took one of the Wee Heavies and I saw a friend of mine took one of the Wee Heavies. And um, so we were drinking that. And then I go back to get more. And all of the Einstock beers are gone. And um, I'm like, oh, that's weird. I guess, I guess you know, everybody kind of went for the, the craft beer or the unusual beer first before the Blue Moon. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, I, did, I didn't really think anything else of it. And then um, all of a sudden, like later on that night, this guy comes over to me and he's like, so I see your, uh, your beer was was stolen by the high school kids too, huh? And I'm like, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He's he, like, did he sound like that? <laughs> no, 
Nothing. I just and, totally and made that accent up. I don't know where that came from. Um, but he's like, yeah, he sounds like he's like 90 years old. Yeah, those young whippersnappers took your beer. <laughs> This so, is an uh, interesting swingers party that you're, de- you're describing. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I saw that kid come in and he, you know, he, he took that beer and he like put it under his arm and he just like walked out the door with it. And I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. Like, I didn't realize that. Now I'm, I'm kind of bummed. But, you know, I, I was in high school at one time, too, and I, I, I kind of get it. Um, so I, I wasn't too bothered by it. But then, then I'm thinking later on, I'm like, well, wait a minute. You saw this guy walk out with my beer. Like, why didn't you say something or stop him? You saw it happen. So I was a little, little perturbed by that, but you know, otherwise I, I got over it. There was, I, I wasn't too. I'm not too big on the blue moons, at least not at a party like that. So I switched over to wine, which isn't my usual thing. But um, yeah, that's why I kept complaining about the high school kids <laughs> stealing my beer. This is why. This is why you get one of those helmets with the big cups on both sides and you don't, <laughs> you don't use a community cooler <laughs> point noted you right leave the cooler out in the trunk and just be like uh, i gotta go out take this phone call real quick <laughs> just keep coming up with different excuses to leave real quick but, you know bar. it's funny because when i first came in to their house they're like oh you can put the, your beer in the like refrigerator in the garage or whatever or we've got you know these ice coolers up in the front and I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll share the beer. Like, I'll put it in the ice cooler. I don't want to stash it away where nobody else can get to it. Um, and now I, I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to find these kids? <laughs> no, the thing is, like, their parents were at that, at that same gathering. They were, like, neighborhood. They were, like, the neighbors. And they, I, I don't know. I... It didn't make for good, uh, good feelings on my part for the rest of the night. You know, having this kid that I, I know he stole my beer, and his parents are right there, and they were a little obnoxious. So, um, go figure. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know, I know, I was probably annoying you guys with those um, constant uh, texts about my beer getting stolen, but now you know why. <laughs> They blended in with the other annoying texts that you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Bastardo, say that again, because it got a little. Uh, I think your your bandwidth was a little, but it was funny. So say it again. I'll I'll cut it out. Cut this out. They blended in with the other texts you sent that are annoying. All right. But much better. Not as good the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I said they blended in when you. <laughs> You, timing just went went off there for a second. No, I'm going to leave the original one in there. <laughs> <laughs> they blended in <laughs> with <laughs> the other text. <laughs> uh oh, what we lose? Oh, that was Groovy. Groovy's done for the night. That's all right. I'll bring I'll bring Groovy back later. All right. Well, let me uh, crack my cane here. It's been sitting here too long. It's getting warm. Oh, nice. It's been a while. I'm surprised. I actually had to look back through our old uh, notes in our podcast because I can't believe I haven't had Kane head high yet. So that is what I have tonight. Uh, got a dog last year over uh, uh, the pandemic. 
I was going to wait till the summer to get one, but since I couldn't go to work, best time to get it was then because I was sitting home anyway. So uh, actually, wasn't going to talk about it, getting my dog. It was a pretty cool situation. <laughs> Instead of having to go to, there's a cat. <laughs> well, my dogs can't uh, see my phone. Uh, forget what I was saying, but uh, I guess for some <laughs> reason, lots of dogs from the South. Uh, it's overbreed or whatever. So anyway, so it came from the south. Instead of having to go to the uh, adoption place to pick it up, they actually delivered it to front of my house. So one morning they said they were coming, handed the lady a check, and well, uh, but I'd name him Kane. So uh, oh. Kane, really good brewery uh, out of Ocean, New Jersey. Um, Head High is my favorite. They have three of their flagship beers. It's uh, one's a is a porter or a stout? Their overhead is the stout. The sneak box is a pale ale, and the head high is their main um, IPA. So I have the head high. I'm not a regularly a stout drinker. Overhead is is a double IPA. It's not a stout. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the one I saw was the Imperial Stout that they call their their main uh, core beers that they brew. But again, you know more than myself. Um. Oh. It's a double IPA. You okay. Head high. It's you know, think of the description of wave, Jeff. Head high and then your overhead. I believe head high mm-hmm. is about six and a half percent. Overhead's about eight percent. Very good. Yes, six point six. Six point six. I know my gains there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just kicked a, a keg of uh head high on my kegerator. That was, uh, uh, that's what I had on here recently. They have a. Have you ever tried the Sneak Box? It's a pale ale. They've kind of made that another of their core beers. They've added that yeah. invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, Head High is it's one of the best IPAs I've I've ever had. Um, I always I always loved the Dogfish Head. I don't know if this is a, a common you know feeling or what but dogfish had 60 minute ipa was always one of my favorite ipas and i i mean cane head high is up there it's it's really good really smooth yeah. really tasty yeah yeah if i can have any ipa it would be mine off on a tangent um the last time i was on here pearl talked about some beers being for beginners and some beers being for <laughs> experts i stand by that and i corrected him but uh, I remember back to when I had 60-minute IPA. Loved it. And I remember, this is way back in the day, I remember trying the 90-minute IPA and just being thrown off by it, being like, what is this? What am I drinking? It's a little too strong. And I, I guess I was a beginner back then because now 90-minute IPA is classic <laughs> stuff. But your tastes yep. do grow over time. And I remember the first time I tried 120 minute thinking, oh my God, this is going to blow my mind. And it's act- it doesn't taste anything like you think it's actually sweet. Well, since you brought it up, what really quickly, what did those 60, 90, 120 mean? Because I have no idea. That's how long they, um, they're, they're uh, hopping it. The final? Yep. The 120 is rare. It's, it's, you know, you buy you buy a single twelve ounce bottle of that, you're gonna pay the same price as you would for like a six pack, if not more. 
Yeah. It's been a while since I bought it. And if you find it on tap, you're going to pay a nice price for a, a pint of it. But it, it, it you would, I thought it was going to be one of the most bitter things I ever had back in the day, and it was actually sweet. But the 90s, right in that zone, if you can get yourself used to a 90, then you're going to move up to, to liking more bitter beer. Yeah. Well, with Kane, uh, I had just looked up some research on it, and I really didn't find much. They don't really have too much on their website about their history, but I did look up the owner, and his name is Kane, Michael Kane. And it, it was funny because all of a sudden, it, something clicked. Not, I had not that Michael Kane, right? No, that's spelled differently. So. Good night, you princes of Maine. You kings of New England. No, yes. Well, <laughs> that came up in my search, but uh, I had a Michael Caine as a student years ago. So I'm like, wait a minute. So I did a bunch of research. Michael Caine, who was the owner, is 42, so I couldn't even have his son. So it's unless it's an uncle or something, not not uh, related to him. <laughs> I thought that would have been pretty cool. But they're actually Caine is the third largest brewery in New Jersey behind Flying Fish and River Horse. And I. I now look, man, you should mention River Horse, my friend. Uh oh, <laughs> is that coming up later? It is. All right, well, very nice. Fact checking you, they are the second largest. You yeah, trumped me on that. Yeah, I didn't know which was first between those two. It just stated that uh, Kane was the third. Uh, but Flying Fish is the biggest. The story of Michael Kane, I thought, was pretty interesting. You know, a lot of brewers just it, they do it as a hobby, but he was actually uh, working in the stock market for like four years and, you know, obviously making pretty good money there. So, um, but before that, he, he was a sophomore in college and he decided to, over the summer, after a sophomore year, go backpacking. And he backpacked through Germany, Belgium, ended up going to um, Ireland and pubs in England and things like that. So he had a lot of, you know, stories and history and, you know, education on a lot of, different breweries that he went to so you know it was pretty pretty neat to do that i happened to go cross country after i graduated and uh you know stuff like that kind of sticks so he was stuck trading stocks and things like that making a lot of money and decided to just stop doing that about four years later and um the brewery opened in was 2011 i believe so that's been i guess 10 years now since they've been around and grew into the third largest brewery in new jersey so pretty interesting um on a side note, I'm throwing an extra plug here. Uh, Flex, you can add this to the notes. Um, have you guys been to uh, Nip and Tuck Bar yeah. in Long Branch? Yeah. Because they actually, uh, it was just in the notes that they um, have on draft roughly like five to seven of Kane's beers. They started an original friendship early on and uh, just seems like a good place to go to. It's on in uh, Long Branch. Um, but one that I really wanted to try, the name of the beer, uh, Kane. Um, well, this one's an imperial stout too. It's called a night to end all dawns. I don't know if any of you guys have had that. Um, just the name in itself, it won awards in 2014 and 18. Um, but just the name in itself, and you know, it was like a specialty of Kane. Seems interesting to go out and try to find. What kind of beer is that? It's uh, imperial stout. Okay, no, you're not gonna find it in any stores, yeah. When they get released, the last time I remember, they had a lottery system. Oh, you, wow. You had to be chosen, and then you had to be there that morning with your number to pick a bottle up. It's, then it's not, it's not something you're going to stumble across. 
And were they able to charge a lot for that? Or they just, it was just like a lottery system and whoever got it, got it. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not going to gouge you. It, it is what it is, but they only can make so much and the demand is so high. Um, but they yeah. have a couple other stouts that come out during, around the year that are really good too. I, I know, uh, Mexican brunch I've had, which is outstanding. Yeah, well, just the name of that I like. The night tend all dawns, pretty cool. Um, Mexican brunch. That was the name I liked. <laughs> <laughs> just another quick side note, uh, Pearl. Since you you mentioned the nip and tuck, yeah. So the our uh, Jersey Shore League, the the most recent um, player uh, manager in our league. That took the place of uh, you know our other oh, friend yeah. that opted yes. out. So that guy, uh, he used to play drums in a band that played at the Nip and Tuck. No kidding. So yeah, I, I've I've been there before. It's pretty. Is that where we're holding our next draft? Is that a uh, possibility? <laughs> <laughs> we're having the draft at your house, dude. Axe throwing, right. <laughs> fire pits, random wires oh, hanging around. Yeah, random wires. <laughs> Random electrical wires, giant teddy bear heads. <laughs> well, and, uh, what's her name? Erin, um, the ESPN sportscaster. Oh, Erin <laughs> Andrews. Oh, she. Erin Andrews. There. Yeah, she's there, right? Yeah, she was tending bar. I don't know that. <laughs> Pre-COVID, she, she's coming back after uh, the quarantine, the pandemic lifts, and all that. It's been a while. Um, I do have more talk, and it's more of fun facts on whiskey. Our our last. Um, Pros on beers got postponed, Ooh. and I had some whiskey talk. Hold on. Yeah, so Professor, are you? Is that your? Do you have a beer tonight, or are you doing whiskey? No, I have a, I have a beer that I was. Oh, okay, okay. Then that's going to be later. But uh, I do have just some fun facts on whiskey, things that you guys probably already know. But uh, that was, I was just, my. I was just just pointing out that I'm ready for the conversation. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting right there. <laughs> Spoiler alert, the most fun fact is you can drink whiskey. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, the professor, uh, I have been known as the defender of sours and the sour guy. Uh, <laughs> and so I've actually found uh, this brewery uh, quite by accident, but there's a brewery in uh, Vermont, South Vermont. Uh, it's in Brattlesboro. Uh, which is on the New Hampshire border, like just just like just out, all over the border from Massachusetts. Um, so this bur- brewery called uh, Hermit Thrush Brewery uh, only makes sours. That's all they do. So uh, the reason being oh. is that they use uh, a local yeast that they that is from Brattlesboro. I don't know if it came off of uh, the grass or <laughs> out of the hill or some. Uh, cow patty or i don't know where they got the yeast but it's local <laughs> to the area and it's their own specific strain of yeast and they've been culturing it for oh generations and they basically uh use that to make their beer and the, the this yeast makes sour beers so they have a bunch of different sours uh all different kinds like dark sours red ale sours a bunch of them. the one i have tonight is the hermit thrush brattle beer it uh it's a Foudre, which is a word I'm not familiar with. F O U D R E. I'm the professor and I am stumped on the vocabulary. <laughs> Foudre aged sour ale with local apples. So it's going to be sour. This is going to be some cider to it, I'm guessing. 
I'm curious to see uh, how much apple is actually in here. Means it's uh, it looks like it's it's brewed in a huge wooden tank, like a huge barrel. Yes, that's the other thing. So, food raised large. They they uh, they pride themselves on their yeast and on the 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 local distilleries. They get the uh, oak barrels from them and and age their sours in those. So, cheers. Oh, cheers. Mm. That's good. Looks good. It's Wait, a sour. Yeah, that's a that's a wow. It's pretty dark. Yeah, it's 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 a little cloudy. Has a, but it's got a crisp. I can taste the apples. It's I mean it tastes a little like a cider, but I mean obviously ciders you get a lot more apple and a lot less yeast. <laughs> but the the uh, the sour flavor is there and it's good. Professor, is there an S in the middle of Brattleboro, or did you add that? Uh. I added it. If I said Brattlesboro, <laughs> and then, then that sounds like a town in Tennessee. <laughs> Second to the locals. It's Brattleboro. Yes, I drive through that yearly. That town <clears throat> yearly. Now I'm gonna have to stop this brewery. Well, no, I don't because I don't get cars, but I can get. <laughs> but that's a uh, on the way up to the mountain. You go through Brattleboro. Yeah. So to answer your question from earlier, I do sort of switch beers with the season, not not religiously, but I do tend to like sours. I like in the spring, summer, summer are good. Um, there's a there's like a, a gener like a, a now, you know, big market sour by. Uh, oh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, there's a sea dog ale, right? By I can't remember who brews. It's one of the big ones. And it's the first sour that I had where, you know, it's, it's pretty limey and it's got some bite to it. Uh, but sitting by the pool in the heat, drinking that thing was really sort of refreshing. Uh, and I do drink, so spring and summer, more lighter beers. The only, the only exception to my rule is Guinness. I will drink that all year round. People feel <laughs> like, I can't drink Guinness in the summer. I'm like, I can drink Guinness in the summer. <laughs> Guinness is good for you. Exactly. Yeah, I don't switch my beers per season. The only one thing, and I know that I don't know what this is almost like a Coors Light type thing, but Leinenkugel. I don't know if you guys have oh, had yeah, that. Yeah, that's a summer shandy. I mean, I, I do enjoy that if I'm in a swimming pool or, you know, barbecue or something. A few of those are good to start. But I'll drink anything at any time. <laughs> so, Pearl, yours truly do change with the seasons because it's whatever's in front of you. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Bastardo, lay some knowledge on us. All right. Tell us how it is. Number two, brewery in New Jersey, River Horse. I am drinking. <laughs> Which means hippo. Unicorn. I know that much. It means hippo, right? <laughs> a rare unicorn beer they make called Crack. Oh. Ah, oh, oh, I, I've got a funny story about that. Yes, I'm going to let, I'm going to let uh, Flex, who has spent time in Ireland, give you some information on oh. crack spelled C-R-A-I-C, but pronounced crack. Not creek? This is an uh, Imperial Irish stout. Where's it been? <laughs> and it's actually aged... Uh, 
with vanilla beans and coffee beans in Jameson Castle. Oof. And Can't go wrong there. Their inspiration was to kind of make an Irish coffee in a stout form. So go ahead with your story, and then I'll I'll open it. Oh, so my story about crack is that uh, my wife and I, before we were married, we lived in Ireland for a little bit, and we had just arrived, and we were in Dublin, and we we go into this uh, this store, and we're talking to the guy in the store, and. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, are you doing any any traveling around or anything like that? And we're like, yeah, we're going to go to your Galway. What's that? That sounds like your cousin. My cousin, <laughs> yeah. It might have been him. I don't even know. Uh, we didn't know each other at the time, so it could have been. Um, but so he's 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 like, where are you going? And and we're like, oh, we're going to go to Galway. So, so we were in Dublin at the time, which is on the East Coast, and Galway's on the West Coast. And he's like, oh, Galway, yeah, there's some good crack out there. <laughs> and my wife and I are like, what? Like, what the hell? Oh, my God. Is it like a, like a slum? Like, you know, we're going to be like, there are drugs like all over the place or what? And then, then we eventually, I don't remember how, but we learned that crack in Gaelic, which is the, the national language of Ireland, uh, crack means fun. Oh. So when you hear crack in Ireland... They're talking about fun, not the drug. Though they have that too, probably. <laughs> Quick side trick story since you're mentioning these Irish cities. Uh, I was in Ireland for my honeymoon and we rented a car and drove basically the entire island. And we started in Dublin and toward the end we were in uh, Galway. And we're talking to, I, I believe it was a waitress in Galway. And she's like, someday I'm going to make it to Dublin. I've always wanted to be there. And I'm like, I'm going yeah. there today. <laughs> it takes you about three hours. Car. Why have you... <laughs> no, I wasn't offering her a ride, but I said, it's three hours away. How is that a dream to get there? You, you could get in a car and be there in three hours. She's like, no, someday. Someday I'll make it. That's a dream. All right. Cheers. <laughs> For that, that. <laughs> Just think, I'm like, well, I'm your dream right today. <laughs> the place you're dreaming of going, I'm going to have dinner there later. So <laughs> I'm going to say something bad about it. <laughs> I'll send you a postcard. I'm going to be there for like a half hour. Then we're going to head down to Cork <laughs> to get some crack. Yeah. So, anyway, crack is uh, this beer was. I believe it was 2017 it first came out and it's been on my radar mm -hmm. since then and this was the first year i've actually found it usually it was coming out in uh bottles individual bottles and you know they were hard to find i happened to be in a local bottle shop like a month ago and i found a four pack of it i didn't know they made it in four pack and it was the only one it wasn't on a shelf with other ones it wasn't on a shelf labeled it was just sitting there in a space it shouldn't have been so i grabbed it i i still believe somebody hit it there so they can come back and get it later oh. but it's mine <laughs> and this is the last can and it is just fabulous it is it's a really good stout. now can you hold up i want to see their logo can you hold that up and, can, and yeah. if you don't mind to the left side of your camera because i only get you halfway 
So river horse. Is that what most river horse cans look like? Uh, well, they have that hippopotamus on them. But I have yes. not heard of, you know, they're, they're the, supposedly the second largest brewery again in Jersey, and I have never heard of them. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe not heard. I've never seen it. I've they're... never heard of a horse, but I'm not even in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Their original, I, I believe it was 1996 they were formed. Since then, they've yeah. changed owners. But they were originally in Lambertville, which is right on the river yeah. um, between Jersey and PA. Right across from like the Trenton area. Yeah. And my my wife and I, there's a canal, a bike path canal along the canal there. And we rode our bikes one day and we stopped in there. Do you have to go over the Trenton? You ride over the Trenton Bridge to get there? No, no. We we went to Washington Crossing Park. Okay. And jumped on the canal path and rode our bikes up. It was about five miles, five, ten mile ride up to Lambertville. So you didn't go by the Trenton makes the world taste. No, no. We we didn't go that far. Now you're talking a half a day ride. (laughs) <laughs> the funny thing is the the brewery in Lambertville was so small and we walked in we happened to be the only people in there there was one person behind the bar and because of PA with their laws you had to do a tour but <laughs> there was no real tour what he did was he opened the door to the brewery floor <laughs> he's like take a look in there and we both he's like but don't go in we both stuck our heads in. He goes, look around. That's where we make the beer. We're like, oh, great. He goes, then he shut the door. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want to drink? <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm down with this tour because it's hot. We've been biking all day. Let's go. All right, we so one, one correction. Uh, Lambertville is in New Jersey, not Pennsylvania. And yeah, that's the law in New Jersey. Okay, so we didn't cross the river. We're on the Jersey side. My bad. Yeah. Yes, yes, Jersey. I I know PA rules are pretty strict too, but it wasn't. Yes, because to get to PA, you had to cross the bridge that I was speaking of. <laughs> no, that's not the Trenton Makes Bridge. The Trenton Makes Bridge is down lower by Trenton. Oh yeah, this is Lambertville. Uh, I believe yeah. they've since they they're now in Ewing. That's your geography lesson for the day, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> they're now in Ewing, which is a uh, yeah. It's a little north of Trenton, which is where I went to college in Ewing. Um, but I believe yeah. I haven't been to the new location, but I believe it's in the same complex as the local police department, <laughs> which I don't know if you want to drive to a brewery and park and go inside in the same parking lot with all the police. You know, when you come back out, that's just. But on, yeah. the hand, so, gonna, on the other hand, if you're going to open a business in Ewing, you want to do it in the same parking lot as the police station. Yeah, I, I have a I have a complaint here as well, which is that my wife and I went for an awesome uh, anniversary outing in uh, I think it's Peddler's Village in Pennsylvania, and which is nearby South. there. And we went by we went into New Hope and we went to Lambertville, and I was so excited because I wanted to go into the River Horse Brewery. And we go to the building where the brewery is, and we walk up there, and there's no brewery because they moved yeah. to Ewing. <laughs> Do not confuse Ewing with Trenton. They are two different entities altogether. And Which definitely do not confuse Ewing with Lambertville or New Hope. <laughs> uh, but in in when you're drinking the crack, you can you can taste 
The Jameson is right up front. That's what you <laughs> taste. And you get the hint of the vanilla and the coffee bean. Um, I believe they yeah, were cool. part of the when Jameson started doing that cask sharing. They were part of it. They got in on the ground floor. The cask mate. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen now the Jameson. That's you can buy the bottle of Jameson that's been in a stout barrel or it's been in I a. Have that. I have that. IPA barrel. I, I get the same effect by pouring a shot of Jameson into my pint of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> the same uh, effect at the end, not the same <laughs> taste. <laughs> Slight difference. No, it's the, the feeling of drinking a pint and being like, hey, there's a little whiskey in here. <laughs> That's what you get. When, when I've had... Uh, I can't remember which one it was. It was either one of one of the stouts that was that was aged in, in a Jameson barrel, and you could yeah, you could really taste the Jameson. It was like up front and yeah. center, like you said. The whole so the whole aging the whole aging process. You know, some people don't really appreciate it, but you can get totally different tastes in whatever you're yeah. drinking. Yeah, yeah. because aging. yeah, it just leaches whatever flavors out of the barrel that you give it. It's yeah, so depending on the wood and what was already in there, what, what, what leached into the wood from the last thing it held leaches back out into the beer. Yeah, you, a, you, you can change the flavor entirely. There's some wines now. I've had one in particular. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Now they're aging wines in um, whiskey cast. And you're getting... Yeah, yeah, yeah I've had that. That sounds interesting. Wine. Oh, it's very good. I don't like my grain and grape to mix. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried one though? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound like you have. <laughs> Not a fan. Yeah. So the start of what would you, you also, say? You also drink sour, so you're you're suspected. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, I don't know. I've got a got to question you there on the the sours, professor. But no, I, they're good. Twitchy they're zone. Good. Um. So, Bastardo, what would you say, like, you know, this crack, like, well, give me, like, a sentence. How would you describe it? What do you, what do you think about it? It's like cocaine, only you put, oh, sorry, no. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking him. Well, it's a, a stout with some slight vanilla taste, but you're, the, the whiskey is right there. So, if you're not a whiskey fan, you may not care for it. It's not it's not your typical stout. It's got a strong the Jameson's right up front when you No, so you taste the you taste the Jameson. Yes. Now say it in Spanish. <laughs> Muy bueno. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was looking for. All right. Press the SAP button to hear Bastardo speak in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded pretty good. <laughs> I was surprised to I mean I see River Horse everywhere I go. I was surprised to find they were the second largest. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Largest how? Well, distribution, market cap, yeah. distribution. Yeah, how, much they make, how many how many barrels they make a year and distribute? Ah, okay. 
All right, so my beer has been aged in a whiskey cask, and I believe you had a lot of yes, yes, it's, knowledge it's to impart. Some very brief fun facts on the whiskey. Uh, we again, we're supposed to do nice a transition there, there, by the way. Nice nice segue. Segue. We did bring it back. Hey, <laughs> which which whiskey did Hitler prefer? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> He's a professional. <laughs> Before you get going, Pearl, do you enjoy whiskey yeah. or is this just something um, random you Okay. Uh very short story, no. Define I enjoy. My brother <laughs> mentioned shortest story, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy pouring it into a garbage can. <laughs> Centauri whiskey. The bottles are pretty. Centauri whiskey, the Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Now is that is that something in general that fits in with general whiskey or is an outlier to the whiskey drinkers? Bit of an got? outlier. Bit of an outlier. Flex, you've had it, right? What, what's the oh, Japanese yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, but they're more, they're more popular. Yeah. Is that more of like a they're smooth, gaining like, popularity. Lane, let's bring this back to the IPA, the New England IPA. Is it more of a New England IPA? Centauri, or is it? A I guess, it's, yeah, I guess it's more of a modern, yeah, probably more like a New England, New England yeah. IPA. Yes, because I'm more like a sour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more like sour. <laughs> I, I, I don't have. I think I have the drinking knowledge of a whiskey. Where if I sit down with one glass, buy two glasses, I'm done. So I think that's where it kind of fits in with my, uh, you know, kind of drinking nights. All right, amateurs like me, whiskey, whiskey. There's two different spellings, whiskey, with the K-E-Y at the end and just K-Y. Um, no really general difference in it. It's based on location. If it's whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-E-Y, you'll find that in the United States and Ireland. So the reasoning, I don't know, but if you find an E at the end, there's an E in the countries, U.S., United States, and Ireland. Whiskey. With just a Y is Canada, Japan, and Scotland. There's an E in the country, U.S. U.S. Edit <laughs> <laughs> that out. All right, the origins of whiskey. Whiskey was originally used as a medicine. Um, it was distilled uh, from wine. Where did you get the fact that E is in the name of the country? <laughs> was United. That or did, did, that, did you get that off of a, a website of some sort? Is this a fact you wrote down? No, it's if you're talking with a friend and like, it's, why is that spelled whiskey with an E? You're like, I don't know. But I know it's from the United States or Ireland. There you go. <laughs> That's it. It's just fun, fun talk. Uh, what about England? England. What are they drinking England? No, it'd have to be from an E. Um, is, is there, a, this is a dumb question. Is there an English whiskey? There has to be, right? I've they drink one. whiskey in England. I'm I don't sure. understand how those people talk, so I can't tell you. All the whiskey in, is it all from just from Scotland? It's, is it all? <laughs> oh, we're talking about production. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Well, whiskey early on, it went to Ireland and Scotland in 1400. Uh, first mentioned in Ireland was when a chieftain died due to what they call the surfate of aquavitae. Now, aquavitae is the water of life, and surfate means excessive amount. So the excessive amount of whiskey 
is what killed him. Um, then hmm. that's where the term moonshining came from. I'd asked earlier. Now, Professor, do you know where the term moonshine cam- comes from? Moonshine. Because I, I have the, the fact here. Where did the name come from? <laughs> um, well, I, I'm gonna, if I had to guess, I would say the moon has something to do with the fact that it was illegal, so they used to run it at night. Uh, and so right. had something to do with when you're making your deals or something at night, or like you could tell the whiskey was right by how the moon shines through it, maybe because it's oh. usually moon shines clear. So if you hold it up, the oh, moon shines through it. Yeah. True and very close. Uh, it was distilled at night. Oh, so when they, <laughs> when they uh, started the fires to distill it, the smoke was hidden at night. So they couldn't see the smoke, so they would only distill it at nighttime. So that's where moonshine came from. So the darkness hid the smoke, moonshine. So you're very close. was only done at night. That's something to do with night. I'm sorry, I missed the, what's the shine part of it? Uh, No, it's moonshine as far as, uh, I guess, the smoke went into the sky and kind of blurred the moon's light and kind of gave it a moonshine. Dude, Um, mine's so much better. Mine's so much better. It is, it is, it is. Uh, two more fun facts. Whiskey in the U.S. was used as currency during the American Revolution. Yes, that's true. Okay. And during and Prohibition, during Prohibition, <laughs> during Prohibition, whiskey could only be sold as medicine. At that time, Walgreens was actually a pharmacy. The Walgreens pharmacy at that time, because it could only be sold as a medicine, went from 20 stores to 400 stores because it could only be sold as a medicine. And I did not know that Walgreens has been around since 1920, so that was pretty interesting. And that is the talk. Oh, also interesting, there is an episode of Little House on the Prairie, at least one, in which Mr. Edwards, I think his name yeah. was, is um, is making moonshine. So, uh, yeah, also. My uh, my wife, her, 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 her natural grandfather died and then her grandmother remarried. She remarried the chief of police in Silver Spring, Maryland, um, who was also running moonshine out of the back. So he spent his day busting up other people's <laughs> stills. Oh my God. And, and then running it out <laughs> and selling it at the same time. The man was a genius. Uh, <laughs> he knew how to handle the competition. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I've got to tear down your uh, country with an E. I think that's there. all BS, but yes. Yeah, that, no, okay. There is English whiskey, and it's whiskey without an E. All right. Well, sorry. it wasn't the reason why they named it whiskey with an E. That's It was more of a backwards, uh, you know, thought, reverse, en- reverse engineered to, yes, hey, if I, it has I, an E. All right, so I'm basing this on nothing, but I thought <laughs> it was originally in Scotland. Like the Scots in, invented whiskey, and they they had no e in it. And then yes. Ireland or other places places started making it, and they're like, no, you can't call that whiskey. Just like in this country, you can't call it bourbon if it's not made in Kentucky, right? Like that's the rule. Is like it has to be made in Kentucky, otherwise it's not bourbon. They're like, no, it's not whiskey if it's not made in Scotland. So then they said, okay. We're whiskey with an E. And then they started making the same stuff. Well, it's not. I, there's a definite difference between Irish whiskey and scotch. They're similar, but there's differences, right? And there's certainly a difference between Canadian whiskey and, oh, 
and anything. Mm. <laughs> okay, I, that's I, how I always <laughs> understood it too. Was basically you know Scotland versus Ireland, which yeah. is the birthplace of this stuff. You start okay. bringing in uh, Japan and the United States, then you're talking way more recent than when these when the two words yeah spirits you know were first created. Well, I do have the original times. No, in the 1200s, in Italy, it originated in Italy in the 1200s. Uh, it was distilled from wine and was used as a medicine. So it originally There's started There's no way as, Italians uh, made up whiskey. It's not it, a, it's And not that's a, the origin of it. A mix, a mash of barley, rye, corn, and wheat. That was it. No, he's, he, I, I see something corn here also. Not whiskey. <laughs> The, Not the origin of whiskey began over a thousand years ago when distillation made the migration from mainland Europe into Scotland and Ireland via traveling monks. So, I, I don't know. I think we need to research this a little bit more. Yes. Uh, but... I, do have, I, I do have some way to bring this back to uh, our beer conversations where Pearl is a fan of New England IPAs. And kind of hesitant to branch out into the West Coast IPA. Um, no, not me. Not me. Friend. You? If I have a friend that comes over, girl, whatever. What do you? Come on, Pearl. Let's <laughs> let's um, let's have some believable stories here, okay? <laughs> All right, my dog. Um, but yes, I, I do agree. That's where I think the Centauri whiskey. I think the Centauri whiskey is a version of a New England IPA where I can drink that. But if I'm going to sit and drink Jameson or something, I can't do that. That that that's, would be my night over. My night's over. That's not accurate. That's not accurate, bro. Um, okay. The the whiskeys, like from Ireland and uh, some most of these from Japan, we're we're talking more a difference between whiskey and scotch. Yeah. And um, I was originally into the, the clean whiskeys, which burn, you know, when they're cooking it with the wood, you know, getting it hot, you don't have those impurities in it. So it's, it's distilling clean and you're getting a clean taste. The difference with the scotch is they start adding in peat from the peat bogs in Scotland and there's some in Ireland. And now you're getting that smoky kind of and if you if you like a clean whiskey, when I was in Ireland, I was in Connemara. And in Connemara, they make their own whiskey because they have peat bogs out there. And it's a peated whiskey. It's not a scotch. So I was able to go from clean whiskey to a slight kind of peat taste. And I realized, wow, I like this. I kind of like this this dirty peat bog kind of smoky taste in my whiskey, mm -hmm. and that's what that's what branched me into Scotch, and then I started well, getting into like hard bag. <laughs> uh, and then I branched into the the peatiest of peaty whiskeys there is, which is Isla. The it's a little island off of Scotland. It's spelled... yeah. We discussed this in a in a previous podcast. I had a plan to 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 do a. a to do a taste testing from all the different areas of Scotland. Yes. From it's, it's my collection. Still... I keep drinking my collection. I can't get, get them all <laughs> in the same room at once. At some point, I will have one of each, and we will we will do that taste testing. It's spelled <laughs> I-S-L-A-Y, which looks like Islay, but it's Isla. And yeah, that's Isla. Just, it's as peaty as it gets. So 
you can there's a broad spectrum with the taste you're gonna get um but i don't i don't know how much of a difference you're gonna get between these japanese whiskeys and like a j a jameson's a clean irish whiskey mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you're not talking the the strong smoky kind of taste that you're gonna get with a scotch mm-hmm. yeah but i kind yeah. of i kind of agree with pearl in that those the irish whiskeys are they're just not as as sharp like they're they're just they're smoother they're easier to drink yeah and i'm not saying i like them better but i i I know what you mean pearl about the new england ipas like i i feel that you know if you if you're giving somebody an ipa and you know uh, my wife i'll take my wife for example like she'll probably drink a new england ipa before she'll drink an ipa and because it's not as bitter and I, I feel like the these Japanese uh, whiskeys are are the same way. They're 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 smoother and just easier to drink. Yeah, well, that, that's essentially what Pescado was saying. That like it it well, he's saying it's the clean whiskey. When he when he says clean whiskey, that's what he means. It's it's easier to drink. It's it's you know it doesn't have the yeah, bite. I think, it, I think the, it's even easier to drink than Jameson. Yeah. Oh, what, wait, 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 what is easier to drink than Jameson? The, the Japanese whiskeys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not what you said as you started this, but I understand. You find the Japanese smoother and cleaner than the Irish. Yes. Yeah. Which are smoother and cleaner than the Scotch. <laughs> like, oh, here's yeah. a perfect example right here. This is Icarus. This is uh, prepare for the boom. You know, nobody that just wants to try an APA is going to drink this. This is, it's sweet, it's sour, it's, it's bitter, you know. It's well, they're gonna going for, yeah. Bestardo, if, you oh, know, I know that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff thrown into that, but Bestardo, since I'm sure you've gone back and listened to our entire catalog, you'd remember that we discussed Lagavulin <laughs> and and I, There was a there was an impromptu episode two or three where we just said we're gonna do this, and I didn't have any beer in the house, so I, my beer of the of the night was Lagavulin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good choice. <laughs> you know, Pearl, I'm, I'm going to ask you, um, when yeah. you looked up the, defi- the description of Head High, how did they describe it? Did they say East or West? Well, that was one part I did not mention. Um, the Michael Kane, he actually, every year, he goes out to the West Coast and yeah. marks like his own, I was going to curse right there, marks his own stuff, and... Uh, you know, does his own, like, hold on, let me find that real quick. You're drinking a West Coast IPA, but telling us yeah, you don't no, like I know. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So a Hitler IPA. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, go. So, wait, um, Head High, you're saying Head High is a, a West Coast IPA? More of a West Coast style. It's not an East Coast. Really? Yeah, yeah it's not know. labeled. It's not a New England. I know that. And, and I don't think I was ever saying, really, the Head High is. It's, I was the Sam Adams... Um, there was there was there were other ones, but yeah, it said he goes out. Or down. Every <laughs> harvest, he goes out to the northwest, so he hand selects the hops um, for the beers that he brings back, and then they get shipped back. So I thought that was pretty. I mean, that's the life right there. <laughs> so yeah, it's a West Coast style. It's a you're drinking a West Coast style. Yeah, I just don't know if you realize it. It's no, I like not. A... It's not as bitter as as some of yeah, the that's other. A good West point. Coast. That's uh. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. It's easier to drink than 
Yeah. A it's, lot it's of a Hitler Hitler. style. It has, it has the mustache, but not the anti-Semitism. Yeah. <laughs> it's that hypocrite. That's, that was perfect. <laughs> it's the and hypocrite it's, of IPAs. Stop. It's much easier to understand than the, the Revolutionary War. <laughs> <laughs> Which, during the Revolutionary War, the whiskey was a currency. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all it comes back to the IBUs and how bitter it is. And if you're not a fan of bitter, you know, yeah, just take it. It was more of a general statement that if if you want to try an IPA or give it to a friend, let's go with it. Was it? Right. But I mean, similar. Uh, yeah. But well, your favorite beer that you named your dog after is a West Coast. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I just I yeah I just want to. uh I just want to announce that I did finish watching The Office. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Next. It was topic. a long ordeal. Very. <laughs> I did that back in like 2013. But <laughs> okay. Do you like when Pearl's brother tells us about a baby problem? Yeah, I, did that <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. I know. Not interested. <laughs> um. But no, I just want to make one comment. So, you know, the last the last season, I mean, I I think we started talking about it a little bit, but um for the last episode, just the one surprising thing to me, it was the last episode of The Office. I'm surprised they didn't involve Michael Moore in that episode. And I know Michael. he left <laughs> Michael M O R E Michael, comma more. And Michael, <laughs> the guy from the office. Michael Moore from the Moore. office at all? I thought he was that director. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is this guy. Like, so for for seven and a half seasons, he was. I won't say he was the office because I think Dwight also was the office. But I mean, he was one of the, the you know significant contributors to the show. And made it as successful as it was. And he had like three lines in the last episode. And I just, I felt like, you know, they had this whole scene where it's a, it's a documentary and they bring everybody back and they're doing this whole like panel on this documentary. And I'm, I'm just thinking like, well, why isn't Michael there? Like he was, for the majority of the, of the documentary, he was in it. And they don't even, like he, they pretend he wasn't there. So... I, I just thought that was a little bit weird. I think he was filming Anchorman. <laughs> Damn you, Ron Burgundy. I don't know. Comments, Pearl. I know you're a big Office fan. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he it probably had something to do with yes, some other filming and whatnot. But you know, they yeah, wouldn't but, have left. I, mean, I, I get you know con- contractual obligations or you know paying or whatever. Like they didn't want to pay him. I don't know, but it just seems like he was I mean, for him to leave, for him to leave the before the show was concluded. There had to have been some butting of heads that they didn't want to like. So let were they? Leave. They were pissed off that he was leaving. I I don't really agree with that either. Like the guy wanted to you know he wanted to move on to his his movie career. I yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I just feel they, like they they... May have, they may have a chip on their shoulder to this extent that like when he left, people were like, "Oh, this show's done. Like, it's not going to make." But it went on for a number of good seasons, and as you have told us ad nauseum, <laughs> those later seasons are actually pretty good. 
So, you know, like they may no, be no, like, no, look, no. I don't know where been... you're hearing that. I the 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 season after he left was not good. Season 8 it was not good. Um and season 9 was okay. It it was it was good. It was better. I mean, it, definitely. But I I do think he was a huge part of the show and what made it successful. And I just I feel like they should have buried whatever hatchets they had and um, you know, made him more a part of that that episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, I, I get that. I don't remember the last season, so it's been so long ago. So <laughs> I don't remember that last episode at all. So I have <laughs> no comment. Pearl doesn't remember the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have. Was that? Was it Michael Scott with an E or with an EY? <laughs> all the countries that Steve Carell has been in, they all have an E in it. So therefore, <laughs> but well, speaking of, uh, do you guys ever watch Dexter? I I've seen it. Nope i'm I'm a Dexter uh, I'm a Dexter uh, virgin. No, Dexter is coming back. I don't know if you guys had uh, caught wind of that. Oh, yes. uh, really? Yeah. It's picking up it, where it, we Is it coming back or is it back already? It is coming back. There was a trailer for it. So they kind of picked up where he was left off as that logger. And there was some scene where he just at the end of it. I didn't watch it, but uh, he had a stupid grin on the end of his, you know, end of this trailer. But that is so one I, show I've never seen. You never watched Dexter? I never had Showtime. No, I never have you either. Well, actually, I have a funny, uh, whatever you want to call it, link to this discussion. But, uh, yeah, Dexter is terrific. You definitely have to have to watch it. I think you actually would like it. Um, really good show. Why? Because I'm a serial killer? No. It refers to another pet of mine. <laughs> All right. He said it. He said it. Move in. Move in. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I was a serial killer. <laughs> I would probably, I would probably love it if I watched it. I've never watched it, but every time I've seen that's it, that. I'm just like, "That's the dude from Six Feet Under." That's all I can do. That's all that comes in my head. It's like, "That's the dude from Six Feet Under." Oh, I, I, I'm trying to remember. It's gonna be stupid of me because I think it was something big. I, I actually saw him in New York. He was uh, acting in a in a Broadway show, and uh, I don't remember what it was right now. Is Dexter on Netflix or? Um... Amazon well, Prime? It, it's, I believe it's Netflix, yeah. But oh, I would 100% recommend it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, nothing against it. it. I just never... Yeah, we've been on Showtime, and I didn't have Showtime, so I've never seen it. Yeah, it's been <laughs> gone so long, I forgot about it. I would yeah, watch but, it. So, Pearl, you talked about Dexter and that you like yep. that show. Um, Love it. I'm just curious. Have you ever seen the show, the movie called Mr. Brooks with Kevin no. Costner? Mm, you can no. check it out. Um, yeah. It's 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 a good movie. It's about not in the same light, but it's it's about a serial killer who gets yeah. away with who gets away with it. He's not necessarily a good guy. He kills people, um, but he <laughs> he. <laughs> That's a great description. <laughs> but it's it's a good movie. It's um so well, that's the theme of Dexter. It's you can say he's not necessarily a good guy, but in Dexter, only the only people he kills are people 
that have you know hurt other people. Yeah, that are- he's he he's kind of a good guy because he's he's a serial killer. He kills people, but they're bad people. So exactly. Um, but this, you know, if you're into the serial killer genre, um, I, love it. I would I love recommend it. Mr. Brooks. <laughs> it's it's a good movie. It's, uh, it's Kevin a, Costner. Again, you're into movies, not uh, streams. So yes, that's right. Um, right. So he's a he's a serial killer, and he kind of like he has this like alter ego that talks to him and like makes him do these killings. Yeah. But um, just like Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dexter it's has got a bit problems. of a has his father's voice in his head all of the time. Oh, okay. Father, I don't... His father groomed him to be, to kill and have a code. There was a code that he lived by, and the code had to be, you know, you kill people only if they fit the code, um, whatever they committed. But um, hmm. but I, you know, a million times suggest uh, that. Now, my stream, if we can just jump right into that, it's going to be quick. Uh, I've only watched less than an episode of it, basically. Um, it's called Glitch. It's on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if anybody's watched it. Glitch. Uh, it it's <laughs> it's out of Australia. Um, so they, they speak Australian, so I didn't understand a word of it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Australian English subtitle? <laughs> Wait, is it, is it overdubbed? Because I can't watch it unless it's overdubbed. But uh, the two the years of Australian, it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about shrimp on a Barbie, Adam. <laughs> I, I had two years of Australian in middle school. I couldn't yeah, follow it, it. it. I I I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I got C's. Uh, very briefly, uh, the whole episode. There's uh people that are emerging from the ground uh they're they're filthy they're covered in dirt they don't understand what's going on but it's it's in a graveyard they're coming out of their um caskets for some reason they're naked i don't understand sure you that. weren't watching night of the living dead <laughs> or or a porn does australia have an e in it <laughs> <laughs> but they come out of the ground the only part of the episode i watched was that the one of the person that came out of the ground was this cop's wife, but she had died two years earlier. So he's blown away when he sees her because she was all filthy and he didn't really look at her that much. But uh, so the story kind of starts there. It is interesting. Oh, I didn't recognize you with dirt on your face. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I actually had to go back and rewatch it because I didn't understand why he didn't recognize her first, but there was a doctor there that took them all off to the hospital first, and that's all I really know of it, but it, it seems like it's well done, which, on Netflix. See, that's you're recommending cool. something that you watched one episode or half an episode? Probably three quarters. Give, me, give it three quarters, but it's... it's I've watched <laughs> Good a enough lot for of me! <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for me! <laughs> <laughs> gives it three and a half quarters. Three, three quarters of an episode. I watched 45 minutes of the first episode. I'm in. <laughs> Everyone, sign up. Let's go. I watched it twice. As my stamp of approval. So I've been watching. I was going to, I want to do. So I am watching Mayor of Easttown. And everyone should watch Mayor of Easttown. It's really good. It's from Philadelphia. It, they're, the Philadelphia accent, the whole, the story so far is really good. It's really good. But I don't want to talk about that. We, I, I want more people to watch it so we can have an actual discussion because I don't want to talk about it because there's there's good spoilers and twists and it's just it's good. Watch it. Um, 
I'll talk about a documentary, a documentary that we watched uh, that was quite disturbing. So, you know, we're going to, we have a PG-13 audience. If you have your young children listening <laughs> who haven't learned about puberty or anything yet, this is probably a good time for them to exit. <laughs> but I watched this so a documentary called Baby God. This was a, the, one of the earliest fertility doctors. He was a fertility doctor in like 1960. Uh, you know, back in the 60s when they didn't know anything. So uh, women women who couldn't get pregnant uh, would wait, come to wait, him. what was this called? Baby God? Yeah, Baby God. Okay. So women who couldn't get pregnant in the 60s would come to this guy, right? He was a doctor, and uh, they never really did any testing, right? Like uh, nowadays, if you, you, you can't get pregnant, you go and, the, the, you know, the husband gets tested and the wife gets tested and everyone, you know, figures out what's happening. And then you do all this genetic testing. You, you know, there's a lot going on. They didn't do any of that in the 60s. Back then, it was just like the woman couldn't get pregnant. So they, he, she'd go to the doctor. And this guy would be like, well, I can help you. So uh, what I'll do is, is artificial, uh, I'll do, ins you know, manual insemination. So we'll get your husband's, <laughs> we'll get your husband's you know, sperm. And we'll we'll wash it down and we'll we'll put it up there and you'll get pregnant. Um, turns out his secret sauce. He was a very successful doctor. Lots of women came to him and got pregnant. There was hundreds of babies that this man brought into the world. His oh, secret no. sauce was he would take the husband's uh, sample and his sample, mix them together, and put that up into the woman. So uh, he, he, his theory was like, you know, most of the time, you know, it's the man, the, the, oh, it's the men's oh. fertility. The, his, his guys can't swim. My guys can't swim. This woman wants a baby. We'll mix them together. Mm. She's got a baby. Wow. Her eye, no, wait, 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 wait. How many years ago? Is this ago, a documentary? Two, yes, two this is a documentary. Oh, wow. And this is in the 1960s. Okay. Was <laughs> That's my point. In the 60s, nobody knew anything. So this guy got away with it. For his entire oh career, they show like you know footage of this guy's in like an eighty-five-year-old man, like, and then people are celebrating him because of all the work he did. But nowadays, the with twenty-three and Me and and um, you know, Ancestry and stuff, what happened was a bunch of people started doing twenty-three and Me and and getting their DNA reports, and they're like, you have. 300 half brothers <laughs> you have <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like you know and they'd be like wait a minute how do i have like there's all these matches with me that are that can only be siblings and i'm an only child how did that happen and they, they, all these people started put this whole thing together oh and this man God. fathered hundreds of children <laughs> oh that's crazy kind of like when uh, in the Simpsons, when Barney walked out of the sperm clinic and all the women walked out with babies, <laughs> <who were perfect. laughs> you have a beautiful baby. <laughs> Best start, are you watching anything? Uh, nothing streaming, no. I am watching uh, the Mayans. Has anyone? Ooh, what did is anyone that? here watch? Did anyone here watch Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, that's the after thing of that, right? No, well, no, it's not after thing. Sons of Anarchy was an amazing show on FX about a motorcycle gang, a bunch of white dudes out of uh, like Northern California. Great show on forever. Bunch of white dudes, boring. Well, they were a white <laughs> motorcycle gang. 
And one of the ga- one of the motorcycle gangs they didn't see eye to eye with was the Mayans, who were all uh, uh, Hispanic. So this show is now about that motorcycle. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yes. And in the beginning, it crossed paths. Like you saw, you had like tie-ins, like, ooh, there's a Sons of Anarchy guy. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And now it's just taken on its own. It's become its own show, and it's gotten way better now that they don't care about Sons of Anarchy anymore. They're their own show. Is it a and prequel, or is it just... It, it, it's it's a like simul- simultaneous... It's, it's a telling of the same story from a different perspective. Well, I, I mean, not to give anything away, but Sons of Anarchy end. And this one's picking up after that one ends. Oh, okay, so it is oh, a coin flip. Afterwards. Okay. Yeah, it, but it has nothing to do with it. It's just the time time frame. It's after Sons of Anarchy ends. It's not like it's not like you could ever run into the guys from Sons of Anarchy five On years this, ago. Yeah, because because they're dead or whatever happened to them, right? Yeah. But in the beginning, like I was saying, it kind of had ties to Sons of Anarchy. Now it's just like its own thing. Like they disregard those guys altogether. The show is great. I mean, if you just want, you know, drugs, sex, violence, fighting, gang, like it's it's a great show. You don't have watch to watch one, watch the other. Huh? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes. What do you want? <laughs> you don't have to no, watch. I said, one. I said you watch, if you want all that stuff, you watch Game of Thrones. Is that it? Yeah. But Game of Thrones does not have motorcycles. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. You yeah. didn't mention that. Okay. Well, it's, you know, I did say motorcycle gang. Anyway. Okay. As, as the professor, I'm going to geek out and say, like, that, that concept of the two telling of the same story, my, my reference for that is, is uh, Ender's Game, the book, which is a yeah. sci-fi nerd novel, but it was also a movie that was okay. And... Uh, but they, he wrote multiple novels. He wrote Ender's Game, which was, which was the big one, and everyone knows that one. But then he told uh, you know, the story. One of the characters in that, in that movie is Bean, the small kid who gets picked on a lot. And then, so the next book, there's another book called Ender's, well, it was much later, actually, but it was called Ender's Shadow, which was this same story, but told from his perspective, right? So it's like the same event. You get to see, your, you know, and it came out years after the first book, which was really cool, because like, you're like, oh, I remember that scene. I remember that. I remember that. And you're reading this new book right. describing the old sort of, you know, thing. And but it's from a new perspective, and that was really cool. Well, hmm. yeah, I, I never really knew about cool. that because I actually that, read that book on your recommendation, uh, Professor. And yeah, maybe I'll I'll check that out. Oh, you should check definitely check out Ender Shadow. It, it, it's really good. And then there, and then then there's this whole Bean trilogy that happens after that, which 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 is also good. It's oh just it's off. Okay. The show Mayans is not parallel like that, though. It's right, just... right. What you're describing is it, it's it's they they take the story as it ended, and there's a little bit of overlap in the beginning, but then they take it forward. You're just you're meeting an entirely different gang, entirely different. You know, like I said, Sons of Anarchy were all white guys. All right, so I know nothing. I, I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy, but, but but from what this is describing, I'm gonna guess: Did the Mayans destroy the Sons of Anarchy? No. No, okay, because no. that would make sense to me in that sense that like you know this ends and this takes off and then you follow nope. the next one. Nope, that's you're not just, that's not the way they're writing it. Okay, you're just you're just following a different gang that used to have run-ins with the Sons of Anarchy. 
Right. But it's a totally different world. Those were all white guys. These are all Hispanic guys, like different things right. going so one's, on. So one's the, the Sharks and one's the Jets. We get it. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> oh, that's, yep. that's new. You drop the Jets. <laughs> you drop the Jets. Now you're picking up with the Sharks moving forward, and you're seeing what their, what their world is like. And they're different. They're different and the same. But they're great shows. They really are. Um, so, no, we started watching Happy Days, which is on Paramount Plus. Oh. And I just signed up for a trial so that we could show it to our kids, because I don't know where else you could see Happy Days. Um, and it's not even like all, it's, it's like a few episodes from one season. That's it. Really? Oh. Yeah. But, um, you know, my son's really into history and we wanted to, like, you know, just show them, you know, happy days because it kind of reflects the the 50s and good old times, whatever. Um, but it was funny because my wife, my wife chose the episode she, cho- she chose and we're, we're watching this as a family, um, but she chose an episode called Not With My Sister You Don't. And it was about Joni's first date. And, uh, you know, it gets into, like, they're having, like, a sex talk and stuff. And we're all just sitting there. And, you know, my, my one daughter's nine. And <laughs> I don't even know what she was thinking. Oh, God. But, like, you know, the mom's, like, talking about some stuff. And she's like... Happy days? Got into that. Yeah, happy days. And then all well, they, of a sudden, Jody's like... weren't covering it Jody, back then. <laughs> Jody's <laughs> like, is it, was it... This episode was filmed in 1974, actually. Um, and she's like, she's like, is this our sex talk? And the mom's like, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Then that's kind of how they ended that scene. But thankfully, they didn't get too far. Um, I was born but, at the end of '74, so maybe it had, a, maybe it had a, you know, the message got across. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, I, I just, you know, I thought it was, uh, it was funny that we were showing our kids Happy Days the other, the other day because. They had never seen it before. I just like that Flex snapped at me. He's like, I don't have time to watch all these new shows. And he's like, but I'm streaming The Office and, and Happy Days. <laughs> like, okay. Well, the, the Office was, a. I know you, you kind of came in late, but The Office was a, like kind of a mission of mine. I, I wanted to watch every episode of The Office before, before they got off Netflix, which I that, failed no, no, at because... Yeah. What are you saying? I don't have time for anything that you tell me to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know I what don't, to say. I don't have I mean, time to watch these new shows because I have a plan for what I'm watching. I'm very, I'm very focused. Oh, Flex is playing us off. We're getting the, we're getting the Oscar treatment. <laughs> so I thought it was a good time to kind of jump in and <laughs> end the show here. So thanks everybody. Oh, I'd like to thank my children and my wife and uh <laughs> All right everybody, thank you again for another great episode of Bros on Beers. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks and peace out. Good night. <laughs>